to another episode of the Court of Capes, where your favorite judges discuss, rate, and rank hero content, animated, live action, and animate. Your boys cover it all. You can find us on Spotify and other podcast services around the globe, including YouTube, where you see my pretty face, my cool background, and just the whole deal. You know, I put on a little bit of a show. While these guys are talking, I'll put on a show and they don't even realize it. It's fun. But anyways, today we are talking about Kim Possible, our introduction to season two. And it's a wild ride in terms of episode choice. So the episodes we are going to be discussing are episodes one, two, three, four, nine, and 20 but not in that order. We're going to be attacking this in chronological order as one of our judges, the showman conqueror, Judge Cooper, says we should do. I miss Frugal Luker. <laughs> I hope he comes back. We need him. Hot takes. We're filled with them. We got lots <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right. And you are heard our other judge, the chaos bringer and our very own MCU conspiracy theorist, Judge Brown. So I just want to say, my phone's text notification is now the beep from the communicator. Dang. Yes. How how often do you have your cell phone volume actually on? Because I have it on vibrate like ninety percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, it's on vibrate ninety percent of the time as well. Okay. But that, that might change now because of this new development. Oh, okay. So there was this thing, and I was able to do it with this iPhone, but but I don't know if it's available for an update, where you can actually tap your phone to create the your own vibration pattern. Oh. Yeah. Is that an Apple thing? Eh, well, yeah, it's an Apple thing. <laughs> well, then I wouldn't know about it. But I haven't been able to find it again. But I set my own, like, for, for specifically for text messages, I was able to set my own vibration pattern so I knew specifically it was a text message. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Pretty awesome. So maybe I could do something, you know, something fun with that. No idea. Um, but without further ado, let me introduce myself, which I'm doing last, which is, this is the first time I've ever done that. Yeah. <laughs> well... I am the Darkness Correspondent and Kingslayer. Yeah, you are. Judge Shelton. Yeah, buddy. Got all oh, yeah, that's all right. All rise for the Kingslayer. Mm, love it. Love my new title. It's great. Great addition to the Court of Capes world, which we are building alongside ryan o'brien who is just at work always at work good old ryan o'brien never forgot nope mm. <laughs> all right so as i stated we will i've stated the episodes we are going to review in kim possible a world where two teenagers constantly save it while dealing with their own high school problems 
And all right, I'm gonna stop you right there, Chief, because I got a new segment specifically exclusive to Kim Possible. Oh my god! Yeah, what we got going on? All right, I am in the process of playing through every single Kim Possible video game ever released for console. Whoa! Console? I, w- I thought it would be exclusive to handheld games. Well, well, yeah. There's there five of them are handheld. One of them is console. Uh, for okay. a total of six Kim Possible video games. Whoa! Wow. And I have already beaten and a hundred percented the first one, which right. came out alongside Kim Possible Season One. Ooh! What system was it on? Game Boy Advance. I thought I was gonna go back to Game Boy Color, but since you said when it came out that Game Boy Advance was out at the time, so Game yeah, Boy. but it was kind of in that weird zone where I think GBC games were still coming out. Yes, they were. So yeah, this game is called Kim Possible: The Revenge. I think it's The Revenge of Monkey Fist or Monkey Fist Revenge. Ooh. So that title is spicy, because you're like, ooh, we're going to get some original Monkey Fist stories in here? Well, I uh, I hate to tell you, no. <laughs> the story in this game is super thin. Um, basically, you get um, dropped into Middleton, specifically Bueno Nacho, and Kim just kind of like goes from side to side, like beating up goons. This is definitely a side-scrolling beat I was going to ask game. you if it was a side-scroller beat-em-up. Yep, side-scrolling beat-em-up. Um, level based, there are a small eight levels in the game, and then you beat it. So it is not a long game. Oh, that's but uh, yeah. you start off by fighting your way through Middleton. Then they start like just pulling random settings from random episodes, but the story doesn't really match up. So like you go, um, you go to. Um, Let's see. Okay, so you start off Middleton. You go to the uh, the disco place where Senior Senior Junior had like stolen the robots. But like Triple uh, S and SSJ are not villains in this game, so I don't know why they were there other than to give like some enemy variety because you literally battle some of the uh, the battle robots. Yeah. So that's weird. Um, then you move on to the uh, to a monkey temple. But throughout the game, they sprinkle in scenes from the show that have nothing to do with the plot of the game because, like, Monkey Fist is already well-established in the canon of the game, but they play the mon- the scene where, like, um, mon- Monkey Fist is like, you are now ready, my monkey ninjas. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, weird. Um, so you continue on through the game, and literally the plot is like, oh, this thing is happening so we're gonna go here oh ron is missing so we're gonna go find him here and it's pretty loose and like the gameplay is fun enough i will say but it get, definitely gets repetitive by like the sixth or seventh level because the platforming gets like really unfair and you have a limited life count and a limited continue count so once you run out of continues like you literally start the whole game over oh wow um, so definitely wow. like that old arcade style of game. Hence why it's so um, short, though. Oh, well, yeah. And my muscle memory kicked in because I played this game a bunch as a child, as I'm sure you all can imagine. <laughs> and I was able to beat it without, like, truly game-overing. And really the only, like, that collectible that you get is, like, 
you can find one magazine cover in each level and it kind of features like a Kim Possible costume from season one. Like one of them is like, oh, it's her battle armor from the Halloween episode. And another one's like, oh, oh it's her Bueno Nacho. Tragic. Um, which was, which is cool. And uh, then at the end, you uh, fight Dragon. As I'm sure is not surprising. Um, <laughs> but overall, I would say... Uh, if you're curious, look up like a YouTube video of this game. Don't go out of your way to like play it. I'd probably give it a five out of ten. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! It is not very good at all. Man. But I'll give you a little tease for next time. And I'm only going to be reviewing the uh, the games based off of like what we know from the show, so as to not spoil anything. Um, so the villains in this game are Shigo, Monkey Fist. Um, let's see. Shigo, Monkey Fist, uh, Draken, and I think there's one. No, I think, because you, you fight Shigo twice, you fight Monkey Fist twice, and you fight Draken once, and that's it. You do fight Gil as, like, a regular enemy. He just keeps, like, popping up, because there's a Camp Wanaweep level. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Oh um, so, so that's fun. But yeah, it's, uh, the game is not very good. But I will tease Kim Possible 2, Draken's Demise for the GBA, is far, far better. And uh, I will be reviewing that next, either next episode or the episode after that, depending on what villains we cover in the next batch. Because uh, there are some villains in Kim Possible 2 that we haven't met yet. Ooh. So yeah, it's it's an interesting little game. Spicy. it's pretty wild that they made six Kim Possible games. That is more than I expected. Uh, yeah, definitely. This po- this show is popular. We gotta put them games out. The, game, yeah. the tragic part is they never made a game to coincide with the fourth season. So uh, all six games kind of like uh, go off of stuff from the first three seasons. Wow. Okay. So... Is this the first video game review since the Miles Morales Spider-Man you did way back? I want to say so, yeah. yeah. I believe so. We hinted we were going to review a different game, but we actually didn't put the review out or review it. <laughs> we were going to review um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, I'm just not feeling like playing certain types of games. Yeah, and I the think itch, I quit. The itch, still, the itch still hasn't hit me. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I quit playing that game after I got to a, first, a specific point. I got really far in it. I think, I'm, I think I got a lot further than you did in it. Oh, yeah, you but, definitely uh, did. Um, but, yeah, I kind of quit playing and never felt like going back, which is really sad because it was a gorgeous game. Oh, yeah. It's like, like, you can tell they put a lot of love into that game. Yeah, they, it was absolutely beautiful and it um and the music was amazing and i guess this is the main review um it and i just thought the the battling wasn't the greatest the story was fun but yeah yeah that was the thing that kind of bored me was like the battle system seemed really repetitive yeah and not in like a good way like there are battling there's battling that's like really repetitive but in a fun way like if it's oh well yeah i yeah, I think that, like, in essence, video games are repetitive, but it's yeah. a matter of how good the loop is. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I just played quite a bit of it and just didn't finish it. So technically, I could have put a review out. But anyways, besides the point, you're right, JC. This is the second Court of Capes review game review that has been publicized. <laughs> Was was the first one back when we were still reviewing the Batman show? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure. That's wild. Man. That was back when the PS5 came out. <laughs> this is just another reason why it is important to watch all of our episodes. Because they all connect eventually. <laughs> all of them. Yeah, for reals, man. I should have done Transformers while while we were doing the Transformers Prime. But, yeah, they, yeah. I was I was heavily considering playing through those games while we were watching Prime. The problem was they're not backwards compatible with Series X. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Which is tragic. Like, and yeah. so like, it is tragic because there are some good 360 Transformers games. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the show Transformers Prime actually had its own game? It did, and I've played it, and it's actually good. Nice. That's that's awesome. I have not played it. No surprise there. <laughs> that that's cool maybe someday maybe someday that's pretty wild maybe that's a thing we can do so we're currently developing the show uh that like <laughs> each show we review we try to find any video game that's related to the show i love that whether idea. it's the character or the actual show itself if we weren't already asking a lot from our audience let's ask even more <laughs> now here's what i will say um so I'm going to I'm going to put I'm going to go ahead and throw a scale down that I'm going to review these Compossible games on. Scale's going to be this. Look it up on YouTube. Try to play it and the highest score is no matter what, you got to download an emulator even if it takes that and play it. Mm. And boys, I think you all should download a Game Boy Advance emulator and pop in Impossible Two because it's great. Wow! And we will uh, we will talk about that more next week. So currently, currently in the Court of Capes, we have a three star ranking system. Yes, three star ranking system. So the first one is watch some YouTube gameplay. The second one is to give it a try, maybe. Yeah, give yeah. give it a try. Like if you can come across a copy, pick it up. Yeah, see if it suits you. And then the third one is uh, download whatever you need to. Like this is a must play. Like um, you can res- you you have my express permission to resort to piracy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So KP one, we have watch YouTube gate. Like watch yep. YouTube. One right? star. So it's a one star. KP two, we have a three stars. Download that emulator. Give it a try. Yes. If you have a Game Boy Advance, go to your local game store. Find it and play it. Yes. Um, it. And to go back to Miles Morales, I'd probably give it three stars. The game is glorious. If you can find some way to pirate that, good luck. <laughs> yeah. I Well, it is on PS4 as well as PS5. So... Um, it's pretty easy to get. Yeah. Yeah, you can find it on the PS Store. It is available. And it is a, an amazing game. It's so much fun. And the story was a lot of fun. Curtis and I had... A blast just pushing through the story because we binged that uh, yeah we did because it's not as big of a game as uh spider-man um 2018 correct 
all right i love it yeah we should try to do that uh that game stuff uh for sure but let's move into the show kim possible season two the episodes again are one two three four nine and twenty uh this is a shorter batch of episodes which honestly i don't mind at all because we can you know maybe spend a little more time per episode or as the audience may want make this episode a little shorter for you guys anyways well we spent 20 up. minutes talking about <laughs> non-episode topics so yes. <laughs> yes yes we did oh my goodness um let's jump in guys Episode 4, The Ron Factor. JC, can you take it away? Tell us what's going on, yeah. man. Let's do it! Wikipedia says about The Ron Factor that Global Justice conducts an intensive study of Ron to determine whether he is the secret to Kim's success. Unfortunately, an evil organization that rivals Global Justice called we <laughs> as plans of their own for ron so dumb <laughs> okay okay <Yeah>. so <laughs> so first of all first of all we have the intro going on the cold open is is global justice conducting this elaborate uh study to figure out what's going on with kim and ron kim doesn't know that it's this whole study and it gets interrupted at the very end, and they're just like, yeah, we're studying the Ron factor. He's the key to your success. And Kim's like, what the heck? Mm. And she's like, I don't believe you. <laughs> and the moment that just was amazing is that she interrupts the intro song, mid-song, to be like, wait, Ron, really? <laughs> oh, man, they got creative. That was such a fun moment. And I will also say this. The action scene in the beginning with her, like, facing the robot ninja, you can already tell that, like, the choreography in the fights is better oh, in season two. Man. Way better. Dude, that that choreography was much better, bro. It was like a Bueno Naco Supreme. Like, goodness. Grande was, size. Yeah, grande size. Yes. <laughs> It was much better. It was really good choreography uh, in the, in this opening. Excited to see what season two has for us. Yeah, and I think the animation, as we all saw, has been much more consistent. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So point number two for the Ron factor. Time to break down the Ronitude. <laughs> Because, of course, all of this goes straight to Ron's head, as it should. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes it did. And if you are told all of a sudden that you are the key to Kim Possible's success, it's going to corrupt you. What are you talking about? Everything corrupts Ron. He's very <laughs> easily corruptible. Yes! Our sweet boy. <laughs> But I mean, what what uh, fourteen to fifteen year old boy is not easily corruptible when you give him a tiny amount of power? So true, my goodness. And I don't even remember the context for this, but someone in the episode said chaos theory, and I thought immediately about Love Is War. 
chaos theory. Oh yeah, I wrote that down too. They said uh, it was Wade that said it was chaos theory. Oh yeah, that was fun. Wade. The only thing that makes sense is that nothing makes sense. Yes, and I wrote down, oh, it's about chaos theory. That makes sense, or does it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so gentlemen, I have a question for you. Yes. Yes. Would any of you like to take a seat? I'm sitting. <laughs> well, you As might be. About, you both might be about to fly off into the air and or go into the ground. <laughs> Wait, because I, our our good scared. friend our our good friend Jim and I he really likes to uh, eject his henchmen. Yes. Yes, he does. All right, all right, okay, okay. We gotta, we gotta have the Gemini conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, what is he? It? I feel like you could, you could have one of two minds on this, and I <laughs> honestly don't know where I'm at with the Gemini. It's a very important conversation to have. Is is he the silliest villain that we've seen so far, or just the dumbest villain we've seen so far? The dumbest, <laughs> as in like. Quality or the dumbest as an in intellect? Oh, I'd say both. Because <laughs> like he has literally like the most childlike motivation, and I realize that's part of the joke. Yes, but it also is. like he might be the least intimidating villain we've had so far. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, but he launched his henchmen like that, like you know. He's... Besides, besides that. <laughs> well, I mean, he also did have his like finger rockets. That was something. Yeah, how do we feel about the finger rockets? It was fun. It was something. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of them, one of them, like, didn't it open up and say "bang"? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then shot that, some that sort a, of liquid at the. Wasn't person. that a Joker reference? Yeah, I don't know if that would be a Joker reference, but the Joker does do that quite often. That's I don't know if he invented it or not, but. I mean, wow. he did it in the yeah. animated series, which was before KP. Yep. But I mean, I I enjoyed Gemini. I thought he was fun. I I thought like he was he was a positive good for the show. I, I thought mean, for like one episode. I mean, we we all know who took center stage in this episode. Gemini's dog. I mean, come on now. <laughs> Gemini's oh. was Like, the whole bit where when they would say, like, you know, global no. justice, the dog would just go bonkers. <laughs> just go crazy? Yeah. And at first, I was like, okay, this is a little much. But then the more they did it, the more I loved it. I'm like, they're going all in on this. Yeah, no, th if this episode more than anything was them going all in on, like, repeating the same jokes. Yeah, and it was like, I got the same vibes as like, oh, so you're telling me it's actually a giant thing of cheese and not a cheese-covered building? Like, that's <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that was pretty great. That was pretty great. Yeah, yeah. That was, that's the same vibes that I got with this whole dog bit. 100%. It was so fun. <laughs> Did any of you write down the dog's name? I, I didn't. Oh, I it forgot. was Pepe, wasn't it? Pepe? Uh, yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. I, I did not write the dog's name. Yeah. Pepe was awesome. <laughs> so, so we have we, the worldwide evil empire. Yeah, and we have yeah. we have Gemini. 
And I, I loved him introducing himself to Ron, and he's like, I am Gemini. And Ron's like, dude, I'm a Virgo, but what's your name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Add that to the list of things I did not understand as a child. Oh, I bet. Oh. I bet. It was not any it was not popular at all during that time anyways. I don't even think as a kid that I understood that what's the sitch was short for situation. No, I didn't understand that either. Oh. Yeah, I was I was just like what is she saying? Dang guys, dang. I mean, I was like 7 <laughs> when I was watching this stuff. And I was probably like 5 and 6 and 4. But yeah. <laughs> Keep going down, JC. He's like, I was seven. I was still in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kim Possible is on for at least three years, so four, five, and six makes sense. Okay. Um, so Gemini is the evil twin of Dr. Director, who's four minutes older, and those four minutes means everything to him because he doesn't get respect. Yep, matters. Totally matters. Also, oh. um, I think this this episode in particular, I I'd be simping a little bit for uh, for old Betty. Yeah, because we got Sheldon and Betty. <laughs> yeah. Josh, how do you feel about Doctor Director? Um, I liked her authority. That was kind of hot. She's but... like like character design. I like character design. Why she's literally just. Nick Fury and Maria Hill rolled into one. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It was hilarious that they both had eye patches. <laughs> they did. Wait, yep. I don't think Gemini did. Gemini didn't have an eye patch. He didn't. No. Isn't that crazy? Let me look it up. Impossible. Some reason Gemini. I really. Thought... Uh... Oh wait. Yeah, he does. JC was right. I don't remember. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. We were wrong. <laughs> I love that they have eye patches on the opposite eyes. Yeah. Because they are opposites. He uh -huh. is her purely evil twin. Also, his full name is Sheldon Director. Wait, so does that mean her last name wait, is actually wait. Director? Yep. What? <laughs> at, at least according to uh, KimPossible.Fandom.com um, It's also on DisneyFandom.com Well, it's canon. People are treating it like it's gospel, so I guess I'll just uh, well, yeah. I'll just accept it. Yeah, I mean, her yeah. name is Dr. Director, so I guess that would make sense if Dr. is the you know, the title she's given that her last name would follow suit. Right. I just thought it was a code name this whole time. So, Betty Director. That's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> so, so did you guys do what I did and you paused to see what uh, the buttons on uh, Gemini's console said? No. No, I didn't. Do that. I wrote them down. So these were all. So when he was, uh, when he was uh, activating his escape pod, and he presses escape pod button, these were all the buttons above and below it. Okay, right. milk, fluffy pillow, juice, escape pod, cheese fries, and last but not least, mom. 
<laughs> now I want to hit that cheese fries button. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. I thought that was a great little joke they put in there. I could go for some cheese fries. You think they got them at Bueno Nacho? I mean, I'm sure. I don't know. We can, we can add that to the list of what we're eating the next time we see each other. <laughs> uh, I'm already oh so hungry thinking about that. Yep. Oh okay, my. so uh, final little things about this episode. I thought it was really sweet that Ron said that at the very end, it was the Kim factor. It's just a splash of Ron. Yeah. That was cute. But we got breaking new news. Turns out it's Rufus. The Rufus factor. The Rufus factor. Oh, my. That's hilarious. But we got to hear, I think for the first time, the Rufus theme song at the very end, very briefly. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. The like do 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 do. I I did that no justice at all. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and we will we will hear a whole naked mole rap with that theme soon. Naked oh, mole rap. But yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts on this episode. It was a fun time. Same. I don't have any to add. Yep, solid episode. Let's move along. Right. Go to episode 20. All the way to episode 20, folks. Partners. Alright, boys. I hope you're ready for a wild episode. Because we got a Draken DNA me combo. But you didn't see that coming, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we Let... did confirm that DNA me was returning, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, at least in a speaking capacity. Um, but uh, let me just say, obviously DNA me's first episode wasn't that great. But you throw in a little Dr. D and we are <laughs> cooking. Oh, their yeah. dynamic is a pleasure to watch. Yep. I remember the entire time that her episode was standalone, I was just like why is she not with Dr. Draken? Like, it's so much better. <laughs> I'm glad that turned out to be true. Starting with the wonderful quote from the beginning of the episode, she's like, you are the biggest meanie in the world. And Draken's <laughs> like, ha, you have heard of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got him. Um, let's see. Um, then they, basically the whole conceit of the episode is um, Draken needs uh, DNA's expertise to make a mutant army. And he doesn't realize that she is the singular expert that can do that until after he steals from her. And has <laughs> she go throw her through a building. Kind of burns the bridge there. A little bit. So they go to her house, which is just a delightful little cottage somewhere. And, uh... Dr. Dragon has so many amazing lines in this in this episode. <laughs> One of which is, uh, you don't think I could be charming? You'll see. The doctor is making a house call. Oh, yeah. I wrote that one down. The doctor is making a house call. That was great. And within the context of itself, too, because he looks, like, horrible after whatever he just did. I forgot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Didn't he get blown up? Oh, yeah, because he blows himself up because he's trying to, like, he's trying to, like, mutate a bunch of stuff. Oh. One poor henchman was just sitting there waiting to get mutated. 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the the other plot, the Kim and Ron plot for this episode, is that uh, group projects are happening, but uh, they are surprised to find that Mr. Barkin is their substitute teacher, and I love this running gag of him just, like, taking over for, like, random teachers. Because he's like... Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, this time a fungal experiment went horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost convinced that there are only like two teachers in this entire show. Pretty much. <laughs> There's like this Wait. one and the and the other one that's in a future episode. Yep. Do we even know what Mr. Barkin's actual role is with the school? He's a gym teacher. Not really. Right? Is he a gym teacher? I don't know that we know that for sure, honestly. Well, he's the coach for sure. Yeah. yeah. We know he's the coach, so he at least has that role. Yeah. So yeah, they're uh, they're getting ready to pick their groups, but then Barkin's just like, yeah, it's uh, it's part of my uh, life is not fair initiative at this school. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna pick you all's partners, and you're gonna deal with it. Yeah, and if you have a complaint about that, feel free to express it so I can ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> and so. He pairs Ron with Monique. And Ron immediately says, Inspired choice, Mr. B. Monique maintains kin level gradage. Okay. And, I just want to say, Ron yeah. was kind of evil in this episode. Oh, absolutely. He was a total leech, bro. Oh, yeah. He come was on. that one kid in high school who does none of the work. Like, come on, don't be that guy. We've all dealt with that guy at some point. I just, oh, yeah. I just wasn't convinced that Ron really was that guy. Because, like, he's following KP all the time. And is he adequate at, like, really being, you know, a, a super agent thing going on? Not really, but he does what he does. And he, I mean... He gets the job done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it, it didn't really make any sense that if he's he's, like, does all the work, or he does a ton of work, during his missions, but nothing uh, for this science fair. I mean, he well, just doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. He's passionate about one thing and not the other, I guess. Yeah. He, he's not a school guy. And so we flash back to um, Dean and Amy's house, and she slams the door in Dragon's face, and she goes, like, making fun of him and whatnot. And then Dra Dragon's just like, um, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, were you injured when she go like threw her through the building? And then she's like, No, I mean, like your girlfriend like threw me through the building, and like that didn't feel fun. And he's like, No, when you fell out of heaven, <laughs> just like got him, got him. <laughs> and then he leans in and whispers, Don't worry, she's not my girlfriend. <laughs> And I'm just like, this is this is just a beauty to watch. I love everything about this. Yes. And um, so this next this next line I had to censor, but it's literally the first thing that popped into my head. When Ron's like sitting in the cafeteria, like explaining to Monique like his philosophy with group projects, and he's like, Yeah, it's simple. You care. I don't. And then I wrote down, Ron is such an MF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that guy like yeah, something like that. Oh my gosh, the dude, the dude don't care. I guess you know, he's a honey badger, bro. At least for this. Part. Yep. 
Like, I was just shocked at how much he leaned into it. Like, he did not care at all. Like, I love that they were both, like, basically playing chicken with each other. Because, like, Onik's like, well, if you don't do any work, I won't do any work. Yeah. Yeah, it seems Ron was going to win that battle with Monique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had no chance. So then we go to Kim's partner, who is the complete opposite. Her name is Justine Flanner, which is how Barkin says it, which I love. Um, <laughs> and she sucks. Because she thinks she's better than Kim, and it's like, oh yeah, you just like kind of show up and smile, and I'll do the rest of the work. And we've, I think, I feel like we've all been with someone like that before, where like they want to do all the work, and it still is not fun. I mean, because like, not really. Really? I never really got that. <laughs> I was I always mean, the guy who had to do the whole project, basically. I feel like I feel like in my high school there were a lot of eggheads and a lot of losers, so there was a decent balance. I gotcha. Josh, you ever deal with that? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, eggheads? Yeah, I mean, yeah, not really. I guess I don't know. Like we we had some moochers in high school for sure. Like people who didn't really. And then we had we had one girl in my high school who would always get all the reward. There were like awards. All the oh time. okay. Yeah, and she was, like, constantly getting award after award, and, like, I'm, ah. And then I actually beat her in one class, and she's like, no way, what? <laughs> you just got jashed. Yeah, it was actually in Bible. <laughs> yeah. Suck it, I'm more saved. <laughs> <laughs> I am holier than thou. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to do to beat her or to really like do as well in the class that I did. I just I just did. I mean I think that fact probably makes her even more mad. <laughs> yeah. Uh we never really talked about it, but yeah, she uh she grew into her own person later on. But yeah, she was definitely more of an egghead, I guess you would say. The closest we had in high school. I always remember that in Algebra 2, there was this one guy who was really, really smart. And he would always try to, like, beat me on the test. And I would always, like, get, like, one or two points higher than him. And it just made him so mad consistently. <laughs> like, in a playful way. And it was really fun. Because I think one time, like, deep into the semester, he finally scored, like, one point higher than me. And he was so happy. And I was just like, good for you, man. <laughs> Good for you. I'm better than you, but you know, good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like this. JC probably didn't study for that test at all. No, 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 no. He probably got up, you know, ran the in class, fact, like, oh, we have a test? All right. In fact, JC probably was like, all right, this is all easy. Gets to the last problem. It's like, you know what? I've gotten all of these other ones right and the bonus. So I'm just going to leave this blank so that he'll finish a little bit higher than me because I'm a nice guy. I will neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> but yeah, moving right along. Um, Shigo teasing Draken throughout this episode is cute. Their dynamic oh, continues yeah. to be super oh, yeah. fun. Their dynamic was fantastic. In fact, I actually wrote down one of the lines. Ooh, ooh, um, tell us. 
And uh, it was, uh, we got past this point in terms of chronologically speaking. Oh, go ahead. But it, it's when he, when she let him in and he's like, now she go, who got game? You got game. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Oh, part. yes. I yes. love that so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it continues. The Dr. Draken, she go, like, dynamic. It's still the best in the show. It is okay. the sauce. It's just yep. the sauce. So then Dianami builds a friggin' dragon, or a dinosaur, whatever. Yeah. And uh, then, later on, is Draken actually falling for her? Oh, darn right, boy. We were like, dag up, dag up. Yeah. A note that I made was, the third act of this episode was surprisingly really well done because they brought together all of the storylines. Yeah. Into like yeah. one like final like kind of conflict with like the big dragon thing, and I thought that was really satisfying. It was because like because like Kim Kim and Justine used their thing, and Ron and Monique were like the double distraction, and of course all the villains were doing their silly stuff. Not, and uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say not only was there, I mean, were the stories tied up together very well, but there was something else. Oh, yes, there was. So, okay. Um, Draken does earnestly fall in love with D and Amy, and he says the most incredible quote, maybe the best quote yet in Get Possible. That way you wrinkle your nose when you flout the laws of man and nature. (laughs) (laughs) Like, whoever wrote that, I hope they were paid very handsomely. Yes. And, but... Immediately, DNA's like, "Oh, that's sweet, but my heart belongs to another," because DNA is the one who made Monkey Fist. Yes, what? that was that's probably the craziest reveal in the show so far. Something I know, right? Totally unexpected, and I was like, "Are you serious? Like, this is actual lore?" Yep. Yeah. Like it we actually get itself. lore. This is crazy. <laughs> And let me tell you, Josh, this gets paid off very well later on. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, man. That, I was <laughs> like, I could not believe it. Like, some actual lore, and it was revealed in a good way. Like, yep. Like, way to go. Like, you know, technically, this is episode 20. Um, but yeah. So, <laughs> but <laughs> kudos to you guys. Yeah. And I had forgotten about this. So I was like taken aback for a second yeah I, so, I completely forgot that she was the one who like modified monkey fist yeah and the fact that he even had a picture of her on his wall yep and how he just like shudders when he looks at it oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, this this was a dang good episode of kim possible yep yeah it was pretty good it was pretty good Mm, anything else to reveal about this episode? Any other thoughts, you boys? I'm good to move on. Mm. Am I next? Am I next? <laughs> yes, you are. are. Episode okay, I got, two. I got so from episode 20 to episode two, Grudge Match. All right. So uh, Grudge Match. Uh, so hot point number one. Um, <laughs> 
Lamar and his moist hands. Yes. <laughs> Which we don't see till later, but they yeah. were talked about. They were discussed. He, he, he is moist. Yes. Um, and Ron is smitten by this new girl who is working the, the ticket stand at the movie theater. And we're all thinking, hmm, maybe this will go somewhere. Maybe it won't. Maybe we'll never see her again. Um, so he's kind of talking to Kim and Monique about like, hey, do I actually have a chance? And then friggin' Monique is like, uh, she turns to Kim as like, honest opinion or best friend fudge? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. This, this girl, I like her name, Zeta. Yep, Zeta's a good name. It is an yep. interesting name, but I can't help, like, it is, I'm not making fun of her name at all. I just think of the pasta dish, Ziti. I mean, it's just... I it like is, me is, some baked Ziti, though. Yeah, I like some baked Ziti. As Adventists, you know, we grew up with a <laughs> baked Ziti <laughs> on that potluck table. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Shovel it in. Yeah, man. Uh, it was a key, uh, that... And like Haysacks, lasagna, you know, those were key foundations on the potluck tables. Yep. <laughs> but boy was struggling though. He was struggling. Yep. Yep. He was he was down bad. Um, so then we get introduced to like the A plot of this episode where there's a robbery at Kim's dad's work, which is I think it's the does he work at the Institute of Technology, the Middleton Institute of Technology? I thought he worked at or the does... space. He works at the space center. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that the Institute of Technology comes in, comes around later, um, and we meet uh, Doctor Finn, who's like a roboticist, and uh, he's like, yeah, he's like the squirrely dude. And you're like, okay, whatever. Um, and then they get a lead that um, this stolen tech could be being used by, like, this underground BattleBot network, which, on one hand, man, I wish that was real, because I would go hang out there. Heck yeah. Like, BattleBots? Come on. That's cool. Um, and we get to see Larry again. Yeah. The delightful young man. And he continues to be nothing but helpful. We stand for Larry. Larry's a good guy. I knew it! Okay, sorry. What? Nothing. I, I, uh... I I recognize the voice when I uh, in this episode. And yes, yes, Doctor Fenn. Ah, did you guys recognize the voice of Doctor Fenn? It sounded familiar. I couldn't quite place which voice actor Dude, it was. Though. How could you not remember the voice of SpongeBob, bro? Come on. Ah, uh, that's right. That's right. Really? It's Tom, makes sense. Tom Kenny. Yep. The voice of SpongeBob, as well as the voice of Dr. Fenn. I was like, I literally wrote this down. I was like, is the voice of Fenn the voice of SpongeBob? And I now I just looked it up. I should have looked it up previously. Why are you calling him the voice of SpongeBob when you could be calling him the voice of Penguin? Uh, JC, get off this podcast now. The voice of Ice King. <laughs> Ice King! Yes. <laughs> that will always be my first thought when I think of Tom Kenny. Uh, Amen. Uh, oh Second gosh. thought, anyone. Uh, so throughout throughout this episode, Ron is always talking about like, oh, the rules of like uh, dating, basically, and like who is allowed to go after who. And he makes the 
he makes the comment because they're looking for um, they're looking for uh, one of Doctor Finn's previous assistants named Vivian, and she see she uh, they say like, oh yeah, he's dating this wild man, and Ron's like, blonde with wild man, so by the rules. <laughs> and then we get to the actual battle bots, and like we get to see a couple cameos that are kind of weird. We get to see Justine Flanner in the background, and we get to see Ned from Bueno Nacho. Yeah. <laughs> just hanging out together. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, these guys are both sticks in the muds. They kind of deserve each other. I hope they're dating. <laughs> so then um, we get this fun little scene with uh, the huge battle bot fighting the Wade bot. And Wade holds his own until he gets whacked real hard. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get a really fun uh, kind of um, interstitial with Ron going up to Zeta over and over again, trying to like talk to her. And he finally gets out everything he wants to say, but her mic wasn't on! Painful. Yeah. <laughs> Dude tried. And that was yep. hard to watch. Man. And then we go back and find out Vivian's boyfriend, Oliver, doesn't exist? Whoa. Yeah, that's weird. Um, then uh, Ron's seeing all these movies because he keeps trying to talk to Zeta, and he's in this romantic movie. <laughs> and uh, Wade pops up on the screen. This is a really fun scene. And the the crowd's just like, oh, what's going on? And then like someone catches him like, oh, Kim's waiting for you. <laughs> and it's yeah. it's pretty funny. I like yeah, that. Right. Um, and we get something a little saucy. Ron talking about him and Kim being on a date, or at least perceived as being on a date, what that mm-hmm. would be like. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hmm, interesting. Taking a note of that. Yeah. Um, then, um, we find out that Dr. Finn is bad news, and he was the one who was kind of, uh, passing off Vivian's research as his own, and Vivian's like, yeah, like, they never would have given me a shot because of the way I look and the way I am, and then, um, turns out that she's actually a good guy, and, like, she's just a really solid, like, roboticist, and she's a boss. And Dr. Possible does the right thing, and it's like, hey, you can have his job. Because Dr. Possible is solid. Mm-hmm. And then, at the very end of the episode, we, we get to see Lamar and his moist hands. <laughs> and, uh, but we're expecting to see Zeta, so we're all disappointed. But he goes into the theater, and Zeta's there, and they friggin' touch hands. Let's go. Yes! Oh, man. Okay. The universe looking out for our boy Ron. At least sometimes he's our boy. Sometimes I want to like I want to punch him in the face for being. Stupid. Hey, hey, but, no. But I can't Ron's punch him. I can't punch a minor. You know. <laughs> wow, Josh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um. Well, anyway, I just want to say that I appreciate this show for challenging stereotypes with the Vivian character. Good for it. 
Yes. Heck yeah, good for them. Because the universe, the rules are are not going to like this. Yeah. She can be a roboticist, and now hopefully her colleagues can learn to respect her. Facts. Dang right. All right, before so yeah, we... <laughs> overall, overall, this was a solid episode. Yeah, it was um, fun. It was fun. I <laughs> like I like that they kept like kind of trying to surprise us with like who the real villain was. Now, having like Ben himself be the villain is kind of lame, but uh, I like the mystery element. Yeah, a very Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo, this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I've uh, currently got lost in Tom Kenny's filmography because I did not know who he was. Um, I don't think we've really talked about Tom Kenny on this podcast much at all, have we? Oh, no. no. I mean, we we mentioned him back when we mentioned that he was Penguin, I think, but that's uh, about it. Yeah. Okay. So we never actually dive or or dove. Dope. Uh, dope. Mm. Yep, that thing. And, but this guy has a huge list of things that he's been in. I mean, Dexter's oh, yeah. Lab, Samurai Jack, What's New Scooby-Doo, speaking of which, uh, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, Shaolin Showdown, he was Ramundo! Okay! Yes. <laughs> That's great! Man, you've um, got a pit. We gotta pitch that someday. Oh man, it was so much fun. I love that show. Uh that like the vil one of the villains in that show actually has major Dr. Draken vibes. Um the obviously yeah, Penguin and the Batman. And something I did not realize, he is the voice of Starscream and Jetfire in Transformer Animated. Yeah, he is. That's crazy. Uh, he also did voice some characters, various characters, is what it says, and Batman, the brave and the bold. He was in Generator Rex, but it just says various characters. Oh. Uh, I did not watch the Superhero Squad show. Um, but oh, who was? That's the wild one. Yeah, but he was Iron Man, Captain America, Space Phantom, Sentinels, MODOK, and others. So he really carried that show. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking, thinking Modoc, but I didn't know the others. Wow. He was well, yeah. everybody. Obviously, he's the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, uh, I think he was. Oh, he was also the voices in um, Ultimate Spider Man. Uh, Oct uh, he was a, a Dr. Octopus, Adrian Toomes, which is the Vulture, a Wizard, Kurt Connors, Rolrand, Merlin, and others. Oh, my God. <laughs> He was the voice of a referee in The Legend of Korra. Whoa! <laughs> um, I, I mean, he was voices. He had voices in Teen Titans Go and Teen Titans, Hulk, and Agents. Um, this guy's everywhere. He was the, the man. Works. <laughs> Transformers: Robots in Disguise. He was the voice of Night Strike and Cop. Those are nobodies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they are. Um, what? Uh, I mean, just. Random stuff. You guys never watched uh, Paradise PD or Brickleberry. Um, he was the voice Yikes. of. <laughs> yeah, those I'm shows. Flashbacks. Are... <laughs> those shows. <laughs> oh, did wait? Did I watch an episode of Paradise PD with you, Curtis? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that show is wild. Oh Honestly, my the fact God. that we watched it together is funnier than the actual show. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was the voice of Clayface's hand in Harley Quinn. 
Oh, man. That was such a good episode. Oh, it was. Oh, man. Uh, uh, he was the voice of Looney Tunes cartoons, Mad Scientist. Um, Solar Opposites, which has very strong Rick and Morty vibes. I don't know, guys, if you were into that. Um, but those are all shows. Then there's, like, films, too. Let's see. Oh, wow. Uh, he was the voice of Wheelie in Transformers Dark of the Moon and Wheelie and Skids in Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah. And Wheelie also showed up in Transformers last night, so he was the voice of that. Hmm. Lovely. Okay, so I don't get this, and this will be the last one that I bring up. Oh, my goodness, there's even more. Oh, my. This guy is busy. He was the voice of Penguin in Batman Ninja. <laughs> And the voice Wait, of really? Penguin, yeah, and the voice of Penguin and Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's wild. I love it. Oh my gosh! But that isn't what I was gonna. Oh man, he just seems to go Penguin all the way. Uh, maybe Penguin's cooler than we thought. I don't know, or just the voice. Um, but he he was also I don't get this, but in in Ant Man there was hideous bunny. I don't I don't know exactly what that means um but he was the voice of that so um oh did i think that was the doll that ant-man's daughter had oh did he did it have a voice i don't remember it having a voice like a voice recording i don't know but he also has a bunch of live action performances and appearances this guy is everywhere he was in sky high he was mr timmerman I don't remember Mr. Timmerman, but I like that movie. Was that the a coach? long time since I've seen that movie? That was like, was that the coach that was like giving them powers, or like I, not not giving them powers, but like giving them like, are they a superhero or a sidekick? Was he the one who was doing that? Oh man, Mr. Timmerman. Uh, no, no, no. It's a minor character. No, no, no. It wasn't. This guy was like a minor character in Sky High briefing beer late late in the movie. Hmm. It says played by Jim Talley, so I don't know why it says why he is Okay, never mind. I don't I don't get No, it it shows here that he was Tom Kinney. Yeah. Okay, so the character must be No, played why is it say Disney Sky High played by Jim Talley. Why does it say that? Played by Tom Kinney above it. I don't get it. Anyways, yeah, played by Tom Kinney. It was Tom Kinney. Anyways, this is beside the point. I totally went on that rant for way too long. We need to get to the next episode. (laughs) But Tom Kinney, long history, a lot, a huge, huge resume of... uh, Voice acting. Yeah. Oh, my guy. All right. Now to Virtuon, episode nine. Okay. So this whole episode is all about this virtual game called Everlot. It's kind of like taking over, I guess, the, the nerd sphere of the KP universe. And one of the primary players of Everlot is none other than Zeta. She's cool. She is so cool. 
so we get this whole uh, game, and we get to see them doing this and playing it, and then we get to see virtual reality via immersion caps. Mm-hmm. So they were doing VR before it was cool. Oh, yeah. Yes. They are doing so, VR to the extent that we all want VR to be. Yeah, where you can actually, like, have your senses and yes. experience the game. Even though that would be absolutely terrifying and hurt a lot probably. Yeah, it kind of would, like, when you think about it. But I try not to think about it too much because I love <laughs> the idea of, like being in a, a completely random generated world like you could be in sonic you know don't make me sad i wish i was in sonic. <laughs> exactly wait in ready player one wasn't there a completely like dedicated world to sonic that was briefly shown i've never seen that movie oh dude i think there was a world completely dedicated to sonic that you could go visit that's pretty sweet yeah Okay, so in Everlot, there is this player who has been renowned as one of the foremost, uh, most powerful wizards, I guess you could say, and that is the Wraithmaster. He actually has a pretty cool character design. I enjoyed it a lot. Kind of like this big black knight with the big sword. I agree. Pretty sweet. And Wraithmaster just happens to be none other than... Malcolm. Which was predictable. Yes. Well, extremely, I mean, didn't. extremely predictable. Right? They didn't try to hide that fact. No. <laughs> but something that was not predictable, in my opinion, was that the savior of this universe, a player that logs on every once in a while, the Tunnel Lord, the tunnel is Rufus. Yeah, so Rufus is such a a wild card. It comes out of nowhere at the random times. <laughs> Rufus was the deus ex machina of this episode. <laughs> mm -hmm. That was fun. And then they have this whole funny standoff where the Tunnel Lord and the Wraith Master pull out their swords and they both keep making them bigger. <laughs> yeah, they I literally got, had a sword measuring contest. I got Spaceball vibes from that one. Oh yeah. I have not seen that movie, but I get the <laughs> reference to it, kind of. Oh, gosh, JC, you should. You should see that movie. Yeah? Yeah, it's hilarious. It's a different kind of humor, though. I don't know how much you'd really laugh at it, but it's I, I find it hilarious. I gotcha. Yeah, stuff like that, it's a hit or miss for me. But we'll see. Maybe someday... But uh, but yeah. So Rufus and Malcolm have a cool showdown, but eventually Zeta has to be the one to eventually win because she channels all the energies from all the people who were captive, and she ends up winning. And we got a very fun thing where at the end, uh, Zeta and Ron were getting freed from the VR because they beat the game. And Ron decided to stay put for a while in the game. And he stayed to, like, hold up a sword and just, like, be cool for a while. Oh, yeah. And was like, what a man after my heart. Yes, Ron, you take that sword. 
Yeah. So I, I was kind of expecting, um, this is totally random. Yeah. Like Ron, you know, he, he went in there kind of doing what he wanted to do, you know, be the person he wanted to, even though he didn't feel like that beside, uh, besides Zeta. Right. So he had to get us fixed. But I, I, was it, there was kind of a, it seemed like a, you know, like it was leading towards the twins going into the game, but that didn't happen. Like, that's what I thought. I thought they were going to be the Tunnel Lord. Yeah. What it they they were about to play the game. What happened with the twins? Like, well, it was just Rufus logging onto their computer. Okay. Because they said like their whole their whole bit like Wu Sha and whatever the other. Bikaboo. Bikaboo. Wu Sha. Yeah. 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 I liked uh, I liked uh, Virtual Wade. I thought he had swag. Yeah, Wizard Wade. Yeah. Uh, JC, does this does this episode qualify as a wizard battle? I think so. Yeah. Yo, bring on Abraka Daniel. Abraka Daniel. What? It's an Adventure Time episode. Oh. Oh man, there's so much in Adventure Time. Like you just gotta watch that show over and over again to remember all the stuff that goes on. Yeah, and that's exactly why it's the best. <laughs> yes, it is. That uh, show has some more, Josh. So, uh, oh my goodness! All right, so this this show this episode was fun. I loved the the premise and the the virtual world. Like that stuff intrigues me a lot because it's super fascinating and. Who wouldn't want to go into a world if there's no way they can someone could harm you in any way, shape, or form to just like be an actual character in a in a video game or in a completely different world? I think that'd be awesome. So fun. Um, but like, so there was a point where they were at Bueno Nacho and Mister Possible was there, and I think the twins and Kim. And they were all carrying what seemed to be buckets of beans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> they, they, they literally said that all that was in it was, like, beans. Like, what? And for whatever were, reason, for whatever were... reason, that did, not, that did not phase me at all. <laughs> yeah, they were carrying buckets. And they were, and there were beans in the buckets. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! the The show is just so ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. In the best possible way. <laughs> yes. But are we okay to move on to episode three? Yes, indeed. So, oh, so I have a quick question that has nothing to do with the episode three. Yeah. What do you guys think of Monique's redesign for the season? Ah, she did get a redesign, didn't she? Oh, I did not notice that. It's mainly just her eyes. All right, I'm going to have to look this up. I need to see them compared. Impossible. Monique. Oh, yeah, they actually, like, filled her eyes in. Yeah. Oh, hmm. I I like them both. It seems that the second design matches the the show more. 
Yeah, because I think I like the second design Because better. everybody has the filled-in eyes. Uh, right. But, you know, the, 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 the first design has their own sort of charm. Yeah. And it seemed that they thinned her head out more where she doesn't look as much circular. You know, it looks right. more, mm-hmm. more natural. Did not yeah. notice that. For whatever reason, it's taken me a while to warm up to the new design, but I do like it. Oh, man, JG. You were sending hard for that first design, huh? <laughs> I just think, for whatever reason, I think that the season one episodes with Monique were just, like, implanted in my brain more mm-hmm. from when I was a kid. So I just think of her looking like that, I guess. So I'm just having to adjust to this new look. Certain playwright better watch out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, yeah, I think the design's fine. Either one. Yeah. Either one works for me, buddy. Either one. All right. Let's see here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to episode three. Two for Tudor. All right, the Google um, description of the show, which is much shorter than the Wikipedia ones, usually. Seems I took on a fun episode, boys. Shigo takes senior, senior, or senior, senior, junior as a protege in evil while Kim learns home economics. When the evil duo tries to steal Grandma's cookie recipe, they soon learn not to tangle with Kim. <laughs> this, this is one of those episodes that I watched again and again and again. Uh. Mm. All right. So, hot point number one. Ron has quite the life philosophy. So, he seems to have many philosophies that he applies to his life that I'm just like, you know what, dude? You're speaking some language. Yeah, he, he says, is. You need a backup. Then you need a backup for your backup, and then you need a backup for your backup for your backup. So, like, <laughs> way to go, Rod Stoppable. You know what you gotta do. Yeah, he does. You know, he was talking about classes, but sometimes you need plans A through Z. You know, you gotta... Whatever it is. You know, way to go, Ron Stoppable. Ah, second point! Guys. Guys. I randomly chose a Shigo and senior or senior senior junior episode what are the odds of that like it's crazy and i absolutely love their dynamic yes like, yes i love yes. it a lot <laughs> oh man i love it so much that i'm letting the sails out and the ship is sailing yeah. because ship, these ship, two ship, ship. belong together. Yes. They are so adorable. Absolutely. Like, there was one time where, like, uh, he throws Shigo to the ground when he actually takes her, when he gets better. And then she's, like, she's so impressed. She has her hand on her face laying on the ground. And we're just like, oh, man, this guy. And then Senior 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 has to jump in and ruin the moment. Oh, what a buzzkill. What a turd. He was not the guy for this episode. Except that one moment where he's in the dark room and he's like, 
<laughs> Why are the lights off? Junior, turn the lights down. Turn the light. And he's like <laughs> running as fast as he can with his little cane. That was off. Trying awful. to turn off the lights. Yeah, as he's, as he's trying to send an anonymous message. Yes. Like, uh, here's, here's the deal. Every episode since the first episode with SS, Triple S and SSJ has been a banger. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah, as you guys know, I was not as much of a fan for, um, for the first episode. But the ones afterwards, I thought, were much Bangers. better. Yes, absolutely. Um, also, I think this is the first episode where he's actually called SSJ. Yep. yep. Yeah. So Shigo technically gave him that name. Cute. Yeah, she did. Cute. Um, not only did we have that going on, but we had Ron and Kim taking on home economics, and he becomes Chef Renald. <laughs> so yeah. yep, this is one of those Ron becomes a god. Yes. Episodes. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, his plots are so interesting. Like he has like a thousand more plot stories that happen to him more than Kim. Like you're not wrong. The last that's kind of surprising. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Isn't the show titled Kim Possible? What's going on here, guys? <laughs> no idea. But uh, yes, we have Chef Renald, who became basically the school chef, which was awesome to see. Way to go, my guy! You need to join us on our episode where we make Bueno Nacho dishes, because you could probably teach us well. Maybe we can get a guest appearance. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, uh, but I uh, another thing before I get to my last point. Um, thoughts on Junior in the Shigo fit? I thought he looked hot. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't make his booty look big. A little <laughs> too big. I mean, I thought it was just the right size, personally. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I mean, agree. It's like, you know, the outfit might make your booty a little big. That's why Shigo wears it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Shigo thick! <laughs> Shigo is best girl from Kim Possible. Man. I don't oh, care what anyone yeah. else does. Shigo best girl. And Mrs. Possible, you know. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> that will never end, man. That That train will run right until soon as soon as josh saw that puppy dog pal dude dude, that puppy dog pal was on another level bro (laughs) mrs possible makes anything seem possible (laughs) hot dog oh man so wait jc i don't think i feel like i feel like the thirst of the court of capes just gets better and better with every single show (laughs) yeah or worse better one of those I don't think there was any thirst going on in Transformers Prime. I mean, other than other than me and Anthony trying to manufacture the thirst. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, there was definitely thirst going on between characters like June Darby and and Optimus. <laughs> like we we know and and between Megatron and Starscream, there's literally <laughs> no other explanation <laughs> yeah. for how you behave so stupidly. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but yeah, there yeah. 
I love how we revealed the thirst going on between June Darby and Optimus Prime to JC, even though it's his favorite <laughs> show of all time. Like, like, oh, man. like she wore heels for that, man. Come on. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, I know that was the joke, but uh. Uh, it was real, man. That was this ain't a laughing matter, son. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. Yeah, yeah. You know, anatomy class has started, guys. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, so, my last point is just, like, I, I really come to love Rufus talking, like, when he says random yes. stuff. Yes. It's so fun. It, it was great. And in this episode, like, Ron enters a room where they make, I don't think they're making cookies in that as much. I think they're making cakes because there was sprinkles involved mm-hmm. um, in that room. But he said, ooh, do you smell that vanilla? And the Rufus is like, Nilla! And I was like, ah, oh, that was adorable, <laughs> man. Like, I love it. Rufus, Rufus's random one-word things, are it, they get to me. Uh, Josh, by the time we finish Impossible, you will have perfected the Rufus the Rufus impression. Oh, dude, I will. Like my Rufus impression will get better every batch of episodes we watch, and by the end, I'll be able to speak whole sentences just like Rufus. Yes, please. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. Anything else? Like, what you guys think of this episode? I mean, this episode is wonderful and fills me with life <laughs> because like, I, I mean, what see what I love about season two and like even the very end of season one is like, as soon as they start mixing and matching all of these fun, colorful villains together, mm-hmm. it's always more fun. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like no matter how bad the villains might be individually and SSJ and Chigo are both great on their own. Yeah. So it's even better. Hmm. I don't know if we've. I don't know if I've. I have seen SSJ on his own before. I mean, there was that episode where he was trying to do his own evil plan, but well, SS, yeah, I mean, but Triple S was like a, a well, part yeah. of that whole thing. And I, I do have a villain conversation I want to have at the very end of this episode, where we'll kind of dig into that a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, more. <laughs> Uh, this was this was just a great episode though like all around i loved it yeah Mm -hmm. i think they also um the plots maybe were not completely equal but i feel like it was an a and a1 plot um in terms of like an a and a b a and b plot uh terms like because we had the like the whole shigo and um ssj was great and then they the home economics, like the Kim Possible and Ron thing was kind of fun too, so. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And the fact that it kind of circled back to like Kim using some Ron lessons to like avoid yeah. death. Yeah, Ooh, that I, was cool. I loved when SSJ would say, ooh, I had a great teacher. Like, ooh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, yeah. was, he was flirting with her hard, man, and ooh. she was eating it up like cookies. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't eat grandma's cookies, man. She had all them compliments from SSJ. Mm-hmm. Also, really, really fun line when, like, they meet Granny Crockett or whatever her name is. Yeah. And, she's, uh, and they're like, aren't you supposed to be older? And she's like, well, Granny had a little work done. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what work was that? My goodness. Did she visit a sorcerer? Yeah. I oh, know. Maybe she visited DNA me. Ooh. 
Except DNA me usually specializes in mixing animals and humans, but you know. Yeah. So wait a second. In that episode, was that dragon thing a person originally? Man, I hope not. Oh, in that previous episode? Yeah. Yeah, and partners. Yeah. I feel like it was that one henchman that was. No, I think it was. Well, rip to him. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, well, okay, no. Like, because sometimes she splices just two animals together. True. So the dragon could have just been two animals together. It was like, probably. They went to that, like, that that place to steal DNA of an evil thing, but I don't remember what exactly they were trying to mix it with. I don't think they ever told us. Hmm. Well darn. Um, but yes, n- now to the last episode, which turns out to be episode one, guys. Yep. Hey. The chronological release of this show. My <laughs> goodness. All right, so episode one, titled Naked Genius of season two, Rufus becomes super smart when Draken, when a Draken plot goes wrong and uses his super new brain, his new super brain and super new brain, whichever one you want to call it, to become a beautiful mind in his math class. So this talks about Rufus, but I kind of misses one of the plots that Ron was using Rufus's super genius to like pass to algebra. Yeah, to cheat, to pass algebra. The poor boy I, didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking that the only wholesome people in this show are, like, robots. I don't know. Um, hey, <laughs> Kim is wholesome, and Ron is wholesome, too. Dude, no. In Kim, their own unique Kim way. has definitely dropped, dropped down. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, what do we have her on the wholesome list? Was it three or three? Four? Three? I think she was three. Yeah, Sounds I think right. three, yeah. After what, Batman and Optimus Prime? Uh, no. I thought um, we said Optimus was. I thought we said Tanjiro. I mean, Opti- Tanjiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Optimus committed war crimes. Yeah, we were like Optimus was uh, lower than what we were thinking. Tanjiro was Optimus three or was Optimus four? Optimus, he was like four. I, th- I think he was four. Four or five. Yeah, four or five. Batman was one. Tanjiro was two. I think Beck was right underneath Optimus, wasn't he? Probably. Yeah, and I think Beck was five. So, and then way, way below, we had Tony Stark, right? <laughs> yeah, and Tony was unimaginably low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, first point. Mrs. Possible in that square dancing outfit girl. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Josh's thirst knows no bounds. <laughs> Oh man, dude! You know, yeah, man. If if like if Kim Possible turned into some PG thirteen, we know the boys of the neighborhood would be hitting Kim Possible's house up all the time, and not for Kim. Oh my word! <laughs> I do not like most of the connotations around that. No, uh, no, 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 no! I'm not. I'm talking about the young boys that they realize what beautiful women are, kind of thing. You know, not, all right. Yeah. All yeah. right. 
I think we should probably move on from that. Yeah, you know. Yes, please. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. I said PG-13, all right? Uh, uh, <laughs> next point. The Draken drawings are hilarious. That whole, that whole yes. thing where he's like trying oh, to, man. to muster up his newfound genius, which wasn't the case. And he was just drawing houses and stick figure animals. Oh, oh look, a horsey. <laughs> yeah. She goes annihilating him. Yeah, yeah, she didn't care. Not one bit. Uh, and this was all occurring in their new lair. What do you guys think of it? I love their suburban lair. Oh, my gosh. It's very much not uniform. I mean, the thing stands out like crazy. Yep. I guess their one, like, haunted seaside lair was in the shop or something. Yeah, I don't know. But he just goes from lair to lair. It seems to be a constant bit. Yeah. Because his last lair in season one blew up. Yep, true. Um, so, um, but yeah, so, uh, also fun bit was like Dr. Draken trying to like speak English and not realize, like, <laughs> oh man, that was great. Like, I love the thing. Like he said, I, I am what I is. I was, <laughs> I was like, all right. And, uh, and then the other thing he says, if you capture us, we'll come back more evil than before. Eviler? Less good? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Dr. Draken. When he's like, fish? Fishes? Yeah. Yeah. And then she and he's like, You're you're feeling you're feeling pretty smug, aren't you, right now? She's like, Yeah. Oh man. I, I thought so this this was a Ron centric episode in a way with the whole, you know the whole genius thing and the whole Rufus thing going on. But I feel like Dr. Draken and Shigo kind of stole the show with this one. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they were they were definitely the more entertaining part of this episode. It's not really Ron. Definitely agree. Yep. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, th- those were my points on Naked Genius. Um, but sadly, um, Rufus's genius ran out. And he, uh, we didn't really see it, but it was hinted that it would definitely, or it was stated that this genius does not last forever, last forever and re- is temporary. Yeah. I mean, the crazy things that he was coming up with, the cure for the common cold. I mean, where is this genius Rufus <laughs> now? Can we please know, right? find the cure for some things? On top of the list, yep. like diabetes cancer and 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 like any form of covid that would be great yeah i like it but it was hilarious seeing how wade was like super like almost insecure about the idea of ron being smarter than him yeah that someone else was a genius Mm. yeah he was just like i can't have this he's like that's 40 points higher than me he kept saying there can only be one yes that was fun. And it was funny that uh, Kim had this recurring thing with Ron of calling him like, like you have so much potential. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm potential boy. I've heard it. I bought the movie rights. Going to be starring in it. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
And it was wild that we saw a different teacher besides Bark in this episode. Yes, as I said. So I think there's still only two teachers. We yeah, that was wild. His math I wish it was Barkin. It should have been Barkin. Yeah, that'd be a funny bit if, like, the only time we saw, like, class, whatever, it was always Barkin. I think. We that almost was... said that. Yeah, we did until this episode. But this episode was episode one in terms of, like, release time. So. Oh, so maybe we never see another teacher again. Yeah, yeah. It's very possible we never see another teacher again. You guys would have a better idea of that than I would. Don't, Don't remember. remember. <laughs> yeah, buddy. All right. So, guys. Curtis, you said you wanted to discuss villains? Yes. Yes, I do. Because here's the thing. Boys. Kim Possible has a vast villain rogues gallery. Yes. Yep. And I thought it would be fun to organize them into tiers. <laughs> and okay. I will oh boy. And at the end of every episode, I will check in and be like, did any villains move up or down the tiers? Alright. Do you have the list of said villains? I do, right in front of me. I thought you might. So okay, how do we want to do this? You want you want me to read them and then we'll just like yeah. organize them as we go. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So first question: Should Draken and Shigo be considered separate or the same? Ooh. I think they should be separate because Draken has appeared without Shigo. What? And is... Shigo and and Shigo in the tutoring episode appeared mostly without Draken, although he kind of he had a cameo at the end. What if we did this? All right, since. That there are partnerships and some villains, we can tier them separately and the same as different as different tier choices. Ooh, I like how granular that is. I'm oh. down for it. <laughs> oh wait, J JC, did you say I didn't? I said I said, oh boy. <laughs> so okay, would would Draken, Shigo, and Duff Killigan count as one? Okay, we are not getting this particular. <laughs> no, the the common partnerships, I think, is what we're going at. So, like, uh, Draken and Shigo and SSS, okay. or Triple S and SSJ. Okay. I am cool with that. Oh, All right, so I think that uh, if we're doing the typical, like, video game tier rankings of, like, F, yeah. basically A through F and then S at the top, I think Draken and Shigo are definitely S tier. Yeah, together... But yeah. Put senior, 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 and junior in that same category, please. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. So, so are there any arguments for SS, SSS, and SSJ over Draken and Shigo? No. Yeah, no. I agree with that. Same ish area. Yeah. yeah, they're basically they're they're basically the same. I don't think I would put if I if I like gun in my head, which is whoa, whoa, calm down, whoa, calm down. Uh, got into my head. I I might put Draken and Shigo above them, but still S tier. Like, yeah, they're basically the same in the same area. I I agree with everything you just said, Jeff. I just hope it's okay. not under your head either. So next up, we have Monkey Fist, and this is just grading what we've seen so far. Hmm. This might be a hot take, but I might be putting him in like B tier. I was thinking A or B. Yeah. Definitely. So, 
I a think I'm me. going B. For me personally. Hmm. Um, from what we've seen so far, I think I'm going to agree with Josh and put him in B for now. Okay. All right, so he goes in B tier. Okay, what about what about the BBs? Oh, F. I hated them. They were garbage. That's fine. JC? That's fine. <laughs> All right, we will put them in F. I have no I have no compelling arguments against that at this point. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, now we're gonna go through some of the one-off ones. Uh, Knights of Rodigan. I'm gonna put it F. <laughs> now, Adrenaline. Uh, F. I don't know. I kind of might put her at D. Yeah, I'm thinking D because, like, Whatever. she at least is like, at least her character design is fun. Yeah, and her voice was kind of. Funny and she too. like screams a lot, so that's yeah. fun. Yeah, she was screaming a lot. I, I mean. Just, just... As a person. I might have been distracted by Pop Pop's popcorn and or popcorn <laughs> chicken and corn dogs. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh! I love that you still remember the name. <laughs> yeah. Jo- Josh is is making his own tier list of all the foods in Kim Possible. Dude, oh those, please, those corn. Oh, did I should? Well, the thing is, is if we actually meet up at some point and make this food somehow. Like, oh. find recipes. The corn dogs would probably be the hardest. But make all this food from Bueno Nacho and Pop Pops stuff. Have we ourselves can... a Kim Possible potluck. Yes, oh and, God. like, rank the foods. Yes. We're doing it. It's not an option. <laughs> the most interactive part of Quarter Capes ever. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. All right, so Gil with two L's. I'm going to start the bidding at C. Yeah, C tier. Yeah, I could go C. Because, like, he's a, he's fun. He's not, like, the most compelling villain. He had some funny but, bits, too. Yeah, so. and his character design is cool. One of the most memorable episodes. Yeah, it's Ooh. hard to forget him. It's, it's, really, it's really hard to forget him. Also, the fact that that episode, we should have watched that episode so much later. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Duff Killigan. Duff Killigan. Uh, C. I'd put him C. Yeah, C. Mm. Ooh, are you going? Yeah, a? are I, you going higher? I really, I think he's really funny though. I'd go with B. I'd be okay with that. Put him in same as, Mon- as Monkey Fist. I, I would put him right underneath Monkey Fist. I agree with that actually. And B two. Josh? Well, I think the thing that made him like the funniest is he did that whole thing with Dr. Draken, right? That was hilarious. Yeah. But the episode prior to that, I didn't find him as compelling. Yeah. I think that's fair. But I think that like a lot of these villains are like enriched by their team up episodes. Yeah. yeah. I think... was like D and Amy would have been F. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm... Exactly. But, um, okay, we'll get to her in a second. But, but I next... mean Major- okay, oh, so majority ahead. has spoken. You guys have met B, but I think my personal, I'm going to keep him at C. I gotcha. That's cool. Yeah, so Court of Cape states that it's B, but yeah. Yep, and, we, we can, and we're definitely going to adjust some of these as we go. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then we have Frugal Luker. Come on, guys, don't put him in F. Please don't D-tier. put him in F. D tier. D tier. Yes, 
I'll take it. Above or below <laughs> adrenaline? I think he's better than adrenaline. Above, way yeah. above. Yeah, I think I'd the put him above a, adrenaline. He's a finance villain. Come on. Oh, come yeah. on, JC. That bias. Come on. <laughs> okay, this next one's going to be, I think, a little contentious. DNA me. Uh, who do we have in C tier? Just Gil. I think yeah, yeah. let's C tier. Yeah, let's put her at C tier and I think I think she should go above Gil. I agree. Yeah, I just say C tier. I don't I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right above Gil there. I think that works. Okay, <laughs> then then we have the Jackal. That's F tier. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but who do we hate more? BB's, Knights of Rodigan, or the Jackal? Jackal. No, I hated BB's so much. I hated what? the BB's. Ah, oh, no, they were garbage, man. They were... I, I thought at least the BB's had a cool character design. Unlike yeah. Knights of Rodigan or the Jackal. It's a cool idea and design. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Jackal should be at the bottom. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Sorry, Josh. Then we have Professor Dementor! Yeah, yeah. What, what is wait? What does he scream? What does he scream? The uh, the transdimensional vortex inducer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I right. think I, I think he might actually be a tier. Uh, Ooh, I like this. Yes. Yeah, I think I might. I like, actually... He's just fun. Yeah, that episode was it. a lot of fun, but it did include senior, 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 Ed, or senior, 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 and senior, senior, junior too. So, and yeah. Doctor Draken and Shigo. So. I mean, yeah. Good company. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we will be seeing Professor Dementor again. Oh, yeah. And I can't wait. All right. Now we have Gemini. D tier. I mean, he was fun. I might... Hmm. As a villain, I... Yeah, I thought the dog was more, like, entertaining than he <laughs> was. So, yeah, we'll probably... <laughs> D tier. He wasn't horrible though. He wasn't like atrocious and F. He wasn't F. He wasn't F. I mean, right. maybe, maybe top of D tier. Hmm. Do we like him more or less than Frugal Luker? Uh, maybe I below. Uh, yeah, I maybe below him, Frugal Luker. Yeah, put him in. Put him in between Frugal Luker and Adrenaline. Yep. <laughs> JC just liked for uh, Adrenaline going down. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> All right. Next, we have Doctor Finn from Grudge Match. What's below that? See, Doctor Finn wasn't that memorable for me. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He, F tier. I, I put him in F tier. He had like thirty seconds of screen time. Yeah. All right. He was a nobody. Where are we putting him amidst BBs at the top, then Knights of Rodigan, then the Jackal? Wait, why are BBs at the top all of a sudden? Because they're better than the Knights of oh Rodigan. Oh my god! Yes, they they are. <laughs> I do not like the BBs at all. Oh my hey, goodness! There's, there's gonna be another BB episode coming up, so we'll re-rank them next time. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Um. It'll definitely go up a little bit at least. I'll put. <laughs> I'll put him like I guess right above the jackal, or yeah. Okay. Whatever we're what? ranking. We Why said At least the jackal had more screen time. Yeah, that's true. Do we want to put him at the very bottom? Well, I liked. I liked Jackie before he was the Jackal. I thought he was more entertaining. 
Like, he wasn't That's really fair. a villain. Like, he was, like, you know, the, he had the whole bit where he was do, trying to do the seance. I thought that was funny. Yeah, I could say below Jackal, sure. Okay, last and maybe least, Malcolm Nevius. Wait, who's that again? That's the nerd uh, from, uh, from the video game. Oh, yeah, he sucked. He was, he was, it was, yeah, no. Last. Cool design, though. That should give points. Maybe right above Adrenaline. Oh, you want him in, Ooh, in D tier? D tier. Cool design. Ah, uh, nah, nah, bro. He was a. Bro. I think he should no. be at the top of F tier. He's definitely F tier, bro. I'd put him right above BBs. I'm okay. Not, I'm not putting adrenaline any further down. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the final. The final uh, tier list. Starting from the bottom, we have F tier. Dr. Finn, the Jackal, the Knights of Rodigan, BBs, Malcolm Nevius. All of those have one appearance. Then we have Adrenaline, Gemini, and Frugal Lucre in D tier, all with one appearance. Then we have C tier, Gil, one appearance. D and Amy, two appearances. Then in B tier, we have Duff Killigan and Monkey Fist with two appearances each. Then in A tier, we have Professor Dementor hanging out by himself. I love how high we put Dementor. <laughs> yeah. And then, There's only one appearance. Yep. And then in S tier, we have Triple S and SSJ with four appearances. And then at the very top, we have Draken and Shigo. Now, Draken has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve appearances, and Shigo has eleven. <laughs> wow. Damn. I love so, yeah. it. That was this very was... fun, and we will revisit it every week to see if anything changed. This is a solid list. I like it. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing egregious oh, on here, man, so I, no. I accept it. We definitely have to... <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I like that bit. You got a and... comment, Josh? No, 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 no. I'm <laughs> saying I like the bit a lot, so we should definitely, like, you know, like, you know not speak so long about the episodes if we want to continue the bit. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Josh, I'm not the one who talked for 25 minutes hey! about Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny <laughs> Josh, had a freaking amazing resume. All right? You're I'm right. You. You're totally right. All right? I'm not. I'm just saying the guy had quite the resume. I was super no. surprised. Why Josh, did we not... I... Josh, I am pro bloat though. I love going off on tangents. <laughs> what we're here for? The people, the people love it when we go for four hours. Oh like we're not just robots who spat off goodness. about the episodes. The oh people Lord. want more content, and we're giving it to them. Let's it rank take, friggin' episodes. It, it might take them a week to watch one episode, but that's why we only release one episode a week. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. God. Goodness. All right. Uh, <sighs> ranking these episodes. And to be fair, there's this one Star Wars YouTuber that I watch. They do like live streams. Those those videos go up to like five hours. So we're fine. That's crazy. Well, yeah, live streams. I mean, I live stream when I when I stream for like five hours, four to five. hours. Yeah, but this but this live stream is basically like a conversation like ours. No. Oh, wow. Yeah. I do not listen to it. 
but <laughs> but people do. So I have a question: Is this the best batch of the Kim Possible episodes yet? Hmm. I think it is. I think that it's probably on the same, you know, level as the last one. I don't know if this one's too much better, but I think the show's been pretty consistent all around. Oh no, I agree with that. But I think I do think season two is a jump up in quality overall. So far, yeah, yeah, because they're, they're just getting they're they're getting more creative with the villain team ups. You know just what? I will. Alone. I will. Yeah, I will. I just looked at it. I will definitively say this is the best batch yet. Yeah. Okay, ranking so we some got... episodes. Let's get through it. Rank. I've been gone first in a while. All right. Do it. Okay. Bottom. Coming in at number six, Grudge Match. Fair. Number five, Naked Genius. Four, Virtue Ron. Nice. Three, The Ron Factor. Two, Partners. And one, Two to Tutor. <laughs> nice. Two for Tutor. I love that I took that episode. <laughs> you took a banger, Josh. I did take a banger. And I'm glad, and I'm glad you got it. Oh, Two. man. I can go next. All right, at the bottom, I have the Ron Factor. Oh, wow. I think just because I thought that, like, Gemini was so silly that, like, there was, like, no tension in the episode at all. Yeah. That's um, true. Above that, I have Grudge Match. Because, I mean, I did like the mystery component. Um, at number four, I had Naked Genius. It was a good Draken and Shigo episode, but it wasn't the best Draken and Shigo episode. Yeah. Number three, I have Virtue Ron. Just a fun, like, kind of spin-off episode that, like, just did something different. Number two, Partners. Number one, Two to Tutor. Nice. Okay, let's see here. Mm. Okay. All right, so I have mine. Here we go. So at the bottom, I do have Grudge Match. Um, next up, I have The Ron Factor. Above that, I have Virtue Ron. Then I have Naked Genius. Nice. Then I have Partners. And then I have Two for Tutor. Did we all have the same top two? Yeah. Yeah. There, there was pretty clear delineation between like the great episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why the DNA DNA in the episode made the top. I mean, come on. Hey, <laughs> don't call it a comeback. She's been here for years. <laughs> yes. Um, are we wanting to do a draft on this episode? Yes. Yes. Am I correct in saying I am first this time? Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Um, also, okay, so one of the names of the... Okay, yeah. JC... Yes. I would like to do some under-the-table dealing with you right now in public. <laughs> yes. It would be over-the-table dealing. Let's we have to make it to where Josh gets the Fearless Ferret. I was going to pick the Fearless Ferret, or the Fantastic okay. Ferret. Is... Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> it's actually called I, Fantastic I... Ferret, but yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. It is? 
Yeah, episode 10 is called The Fantastic Ferret. Interesting. Hmm. There you go. But honestly, I was going to choose it anyways, so. Yes. Well, that's locked in. Wait, no, here on here on Wikipedia it says The Fearless Ferret. Well, then why did it say on Google The Fantastic Ferret? Because Google's stupid. All right, let's go to Disney+. Plus. That'll be the final authority on it. <laughs> this is wild. Impossible. All right, Disney. Wait, wait. Oh, oh, I see why. I see why, Curtis. So it is called. Uh, it is called the Fantastic Ferret, right? No. the The description says a former actor uses Ron to carry the furry mantle of the Fantastic Ferret. Oh. Uh, the Fearless Ferret is the name of the episode. Oh yeah, I see now. Episode eleven, the Fearless Ferret. So Google messed up. Whoever wrote that crap. Well, no, it's episode 10 is the Fearless Ferret. Oh, really? Here on Just Watch has it as episode 11. Well, every single uh, list of Kim Possible episodes has different things, apparently. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Even, even Curtis, I even looked up the chronological order because I, I was trying to, like, confirm. And, like, apparently a lot of people have different opinions on what the actual chronological order of the yeah, show yeah. is. <laughs> That being said, with the order we're using, it has made the most sense. Yeah, okay. it, it's made a bit. Yeah, it's made sense for sure. Okay, I have a question. What is going on with uh, Rufus and show and adventures in Rufus sitting? So, okay, with there are a few Kim Possible episodes that they do at Adventure Time style, and there's two 11-minute episodes rolled into one package. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah so, there's like, so this I, I believe there's a... like three or four. So this has both episode. of it as episode six, but it's called Adventures of Rufus in Rufus Sitting and Rufus in a Show. So it's like yeah, that's one episode. One episode. I see. Okay, cool. Really All right, JC, you're up. Bad about it. Oh, what you got? Hey. So I'm gonna go ahead and say I will take Queen BB. I knew it. Ooh, I knew it. You I take the garbage. Take the I'm garbage. You, went, you took it that high, but I'm happy about it because I'm I excited think... for that episode. I think I remember that episode, and I think I will enjoy it. We'll see. All right, I believe I am next, and I already locked in one of them, so that is the Fearless Ferret. Oh, good. I'm getting my number one choice. I'm taking Motor Ed. Motor Ed. I can't uh, wait for that episode. Queen BB. Oh, uh, my gosh. Who? At least you don't have to cover it, Josh. Yes. <laughs> but I have to watch it. <laughs> oh man! So you're up, JC. Okay. I will take the golden years. Mm, I wanted that one. All right, and I'm gonna go for job unfair. All right, that gives me the uh, the double episode. Rufus and show adventures and Rufus sitting in Rufus. Nice. Dang, I, I have back-to-back -back episodes again. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That always seems to happen, but I don't hate it. Well, well, All technically right. in this batch, you had one really, you had one eh episode and one really good one. So yeah, I'll take it. Wait, why are you, why are you talking about motor ed as a eh episode? Have you no, watched it? No, in this, this episode we just discussed. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, today's episode. Oh. 
Yeah. I was, I was confused. I was like, wait a second, what? Because he had partners and he had grudge match. So. Oh, I, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. All right. Almost going to two hours. Let me wrap this thing up. We are the Court of Capes, where your favorite judges discuss, rate, and rank hero content. A lot of that stuff went on just now. We do animated stuff, live action, and anime. Today we discussed a very good show, it seems to be. A very fun show, at least. Fun show. Kim Possible. We're going to discuss more of this show next episode with all of that said i can't take my eyes off of mrs possible so someone take it take take it from me please just take the end of this episode oh my word <laughs> um it's been fun everybody thank you for sticking with us and for putting up with josh's thirst we'll see you next time court is adjourned